Welcome back to What is the Score podcast. I'm your host, Stefano Esposito, and today we're looking at Monday Night Raw, the Halloween edition. Um, so this is a little, it's coming out a little late, uh, because I couldn't watch Raw due to work, and the USA Network didn't release Raw until a day after or day and a half after and so yeah i had to rewatch it write notes and get it all down um so the way to start the way the show started was bianca belair versus nikki cross who was no longer nikki ash almost a superhero um it kind of looks like she's back to her original gimmick um I'm not familiar with NXT. I never watched it uh, when it was the original Black and Gold, but I do believe that she was with the Viking Raiders and someone else. I don't really remember, but she was like this crazy lunatic lady who just kicked people for no reason. Um, that seemed to be the case here because last week she took out uh, everybody in the women's match for some reason. No one knows why. Um, but the match was okay. The match was good. The end was a little sloppy. Um, so, Bianca and Nikki Cross... I'm trying to put my notes here. Uh, Bianca and Nikki Cross were outside the ring um, laying down because they, they took a bump and damage control runs to the ringside Onto the apron to distract the referee. Um, even though everyone's outside the ring. And then ba- um, yeah, Bailey, she comes out and attacks Bianca. And then Nikki Cross attacks Bailey. Um, and then Bailey, uh, Bianca pins Nikki Cross with a KOD. One, two, three. And then right after she wins. He gets beat up by damage control, which is just confusing. Um, and then come to the rescue of Bianca was Alexa Bliss and Asuka. Um, throughout the entire show, you see damage control, Asuka, Bliss. You just see these six women throughout the entire show, pretty much. Um, so right after that, you go to a backstage segment where... Uh, Bianca, Bliss, and Asuka are talking to each other, and then, I don't remember this girl's name, but she comes out with the microphone, tells her, like, oh, what do you think of what happened? Um, and Bliss and Asuka want a title shot tonight. And, spoiler alert, they get the title shot for the main event, which is just weird, because it's, like, what, six days removed from, or, yeah, from Raw, six days removed from Crown Jewel. Um, there's, and then right after that, they go to a backstage segment with supposedly Brock and Bobby. It's be an interview face-to-face, kind of, not really, because there's split screens set in different rooms. They won't fight each other. Brock never showed up. Brock went to the ring, calls out Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley comes out and they start fighting in the ring. Okay, um, and they keep fighting. 
they keep fighting and they keep fighting until the entire locker room security just floods out and has to stop them. And then Triple H comes out. Papa H, Booker of the Year, to some people, uh, comes out and says, if they keep fighting, tell them the match is canceled. So they don't fight after that. So, yeah, what a waste of a segment, honestly. Uh, 30 minutes in, one match. And it was Bianca versus Nikki. After that, was Rollins versus uh, Austin Theory. The fans are still not behind Theory at all. They are like, not behind him. They love singing Seth Rollins' theme song, which is no shock, the good theme song. Um, Even the commentators, they were kind of burying Theory a little bit. It wasn't really helping his case, but um, Theory is the end of the match, how it ends. Theory goes for a pedigree on Rollins. Rollins counters it and ends up uh, going for a curb stomp and pins Theory 1-2-3. And that's pretty much how the match ends. The next segment... Sorry, the match was okay. It wasn't anything breathtaking. It was an okay match. Um, Then right after that, there's a shot of the backstage where Roman Reigns pulls up with... His special counselor, Paul Heyman, um, he comes out and the fans instantly start chanting Usi. And that has taken off. Like, just taken off completely. Which was props to Sammy. He delivered it beautifully. So, all he's doing. Uh, so, Roman comes out and he says, along the lines of how he usually. Likes to put over these these wrestlers he goes against because he respects them and he wants them to wants the match to go on well. But he then says he was he's gonna refuse to hype up Logan Paul because Logan Paul only has two matches under his belt and Roman is now becoming selfish and uh he he doesn't care anymore. Uh, so he says he's not going to put over Logan Paul, but Paul Heyman will. And Paul Heyman gets the mic and he says how Logan Paul has these screws in his hand and how one punch is really all it takes. And before the promo finishes, the Miz comes out. Um, the Miz comes out and he says he acknowledges Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns smiles. He said, this guy is great. But then he says that he knows Logan better than anyone in the business and that uh, he that, that Logan Paul's punch is an actual thing that he can actually hit one punch and it's over for anybody, one, two, three. Um, and then he's really funny. Miz tells Roman, I will teach you everything I know about Logan Paul. If you help me deal with Dexter Loomis. Um, and Roman laughs a little bit. And then he goes. Why is everyone saying. I should be worried. If Logan Paul knocks me out. And then his Superman punches. Roman Reigns. Uh, not Roman, yeah. Pushes himself. No. 
he punches the Miz, knocking the Miz out. Like my voice is dying. Knocks the Miz out, and on the way up to the ramp, he was cutting a promo pretty much to the camera, saying how this is his company, his business, his camera, his ring, everything is just his. So overall, that was a really good segment. Um, it kind of put over the Miz. Uh, no, kind of put over Logan Paul. Uh, Paul and Heyman, the Miz kind of put him over. Roman refused to. Uh, still make Roman look like a badass because he. What's the word? That wasn't selfish. He was. I don't know the word. I forgot the word. It'll probably come back to me after. But yeah. Uh, overall, really good segment. I was into it. I wasn't okay. So I wasn't really into any of these segments because I don't watch it a day after. Uh, I, I knew what happened, but it was still a good segment. It had me hooked. Uh, the next match. Uh, was mid, not gonna lie with you, it was Carl Anderson versus Damian Priest. And I saw someone say how the OC, the original club, and Judgment Day, this feud is pretty much the fake Bullet Club versus the fake House of Torture. Uh, if you don't know either of them, both Japanese teams uh, from New Japan. And the House of Torture always cheats to win, just like Judgment Day. And the OC, the original club, is a jab at the Bullet Club. So, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Uh, and they, they pretty much try to cheat, and they, they can't. They, they cheat, they successfully cheat, but they don't win the match. Carl Anderson wins. And then it gets jumped right away by Judgment Day. And... They all just beat each other up. And that was the end of the segment. The match was mid. I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't good at all. But, you know, not every match can be a banger, according to Sheamus. Um, then, after that, JBL comes out. Who doesn't love good old JBL? Cuts a promo. The fans really aren't into him and Corbin. Uh, I'm not sure why, because on the theory, on paper, this should be like a dream tag team or a dream team. Um, I think the problem is that it's Corbin's, it's not JBL. I think it's Corbin's current gimmick that's turning people away from this uh, duo, in my opinion. So JPL says how they were in Texas. He was saying how Texas was like the best state and how everything started from Texas. Um, blah, 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 blah. And then he says how Gen Z, I'm not sure if it's ruined the country or ruined the state. I don't remember. But he said, Gen Z, I wrote country. So I'm going to say country. Ruined the country. And... And people started booing, or people, it was 50-50, people were cheering and booing, you can tell who was Gen Z and who wasn't Gen Z. People who were booing, you would assume are Gen Z, and people who were cheering were not Gen Z. Um, Baron comes out, start talking, and then R-Truth comes out, and the people pop for R-Truth. It just shows how... Um, how over truth is 
compared to Corbin and JBL, which is hilarious. Um, Truth pretty much beats, though, tries to beat up Corbin. Uh, he does. And then Bischoff threw his hat at R Truth, and then Corbin just proceeds to beat up Truth and blah, 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 blah. It was an okay segment. It was saved by R Truth because R Truth is just a comedic genius. And maybe Triple H knows that this gimmick really isn't. Or this duo, this duo isn't working. Just gotta try to spice things up with other wrestlers. I don't know. Um. Next was Riddle versus Otis. In a, a gimmick match. I'm pretty sure it was. It's an okay match. The match, the way it ended was kind of phony. In my opinion. Uh, so it was the Shushers, Otis and Gable. And Riddle came out with. What's his name? Elias. Not Ezekiel. Elias. And the way the match ended, a giant pumpkin. Ezekiel. God damn it. Elias. Not Ezekiel. Elias. Elias. How do you want to say it? Got a giant pumpkin. Put it over Otis's head. And then Riddle went for an RKO. But for some reason, I don't think Otis could see what was happening through the pumpkin. So he fell way sooner than Riddle did for the RKO. So Riddle had to improvise a little bit, and he fell a little after, but it was, it was okay. Uh, but it was a little botch finish there, and Riddle wins one, two, three. Again, another backstage segment with Damage Control saying how they're lucky, how Asuka and Bliss are lucky, how they don't back down from challenges, blah 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 blah. Next match, or after that backstage segment, there's a backstage segment with. The Miz and Ali, Mustafa Ali, um, where Miz, where Ali pretty much just says Miz has tiny balls, and then the match happens. The match was okay. Um, it was Dexter. The way it ended, they were on the outside, and Dexter Loomis grabs the Miz from the from the crowd, uh, and like, kind of like I guess startles the Miz. And then the Miz goes into the ring. He gets hit by a super kick by Ali. And then Ali hits his finisher. One, two, three. Mustafa Ali beats the Miz. So it was an okay match. Wasn't anything, you know, spectacular. But, you know, it was an okay match. Um Next, this was a, this was a funny segment with Gorgano and I think it's Daxton. Almost almost like a six. Like one of those old TV shows, um, almost like 60 minutes if you've seen something like if you've seen a show like that, or 20 and 20, for example. Um so Organo was talking to Daxton about the Miz and Loomis and his theory, and he played a voice memo on how the Miz was paying Loomis uh to get attention on him so people will start uh talking more about the Miz. Uh and then it ended up and he then he thinks that somewhere along the line Miz stopped paying Loomis and now Loomis is out to haunt the Miz and to hurt the Miz so he gets his money back. And that segment went on for like ten minutes I think. 
six to let's say six to ten minutes, I would say. But after that was the main event, which was an excellent women's match between uh Bliss and Asuka versus damage control, Eo Sky and um Dakota Kai for the tag team titles. Um the match was great. It was really good. I was into it. Uh but something happened where I think Eosky kicked Bliss a little too hard in her head. Uh and Bliss didn't like it. So So you can you can see the like, the frustration in her face in her eyes and she just lashed out a, a gut punch on Eo. One in the stomach and one in the back, I believe. And you can hear the first punch. It was pretty loud. And Eo got mad and kicked and then punched uh, Bliss. And then that was the end of that. That little um, shoot, I guess you can say. Oh, the receipt, whatever it was. Um, and what happens is Bianca came out with Bliss and Asuka. And Bailey came out with Damage Control. And then Bianca and Bailey started fighting. They went into the little time booth area, which happened to have a giant box that they can both stand on, and two tables next to the box. Uh, and Bailey proceeds to put Bianca through the table with the Bailey to belly. Uh, and they're both out there for the rest of the match. And. The way this match ends is Asuka and Bliss become champions, which is confusing because they changed the title right before Crown Jewel. And then a few hours after on Twitter, I saw they announced Damage Control versus Asuka and Bliss for the tag titles at Crown Jewel. And it makes no sense. I see some theories going around. That this could be the return of Sasha and Naomi. Because Naomi was backstage at a WWE event in Mexico, I believe. Mexico City. And uh, yeah, she was there. And people are now thinking, oh my god, she's gonna, she's gonna come back now. And yeah, so that's how Raw closed. Now a few things before I uh, end this. We're going to look at, it looks like, the final card for Crown Jewel. What it looks like to be. Again, this was the go-home show for Raw. So, there also could be something changing on SmackDown that we don't know about. But, the Raw, the Raw women's title, Bailey Bianca, last woman standing match. Uh, undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match, the Brawling Brutes. And the Usos. Uh, Braun Strowman and Omos. Just a, just a regular match. Uh, Steel Cage match. Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Crosses. Also, by the way, uh, courtesy of Bleacher Report. Uh, the OC. The Fake Bullet Club versus The Torture House, whatever it's called. Uh, Judgment Day. Which is going to be a, probably a banger, honestly. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, the Undisputed WWE Championship. Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. And, oh wait, I don't see... Oh, 19, oh maybe 
they didn't announce it. Hold on. Give me one second. Okay. So yeah, it on their Twitter it says uh, that they will be fighting for the tag titles. Um. Now I know I said I I won't cover NXT, but this is one segment. There's a spot where our truth went over a top rope, and he landed pretty hard on his butt. Um. And the match ended up being suspended because. It seemed R-Truth picked up a pretty big injury from that. So we wish R-Truth to be A-OK. Because he's a great performer. Seems like a great person. And uh, I hope him a speedy recovery. Now the last news report we have here is a pretty big one concerning Crown Jewel. Now, Cran Jewel could be in a situation where it might be cancelled um, due to rising tensions between Saudi Arabia and Iran. Um, the Wall Street, uh, not Wall Street Journals, on Tuesday, sorry, my fault. On Tuesday, uh, no, I was right, okay. Wall Street Journals reported that the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia has shared uh, intelligence with the United States about warning an intimate attack from Iran on targets in the Kingdom. The warning said to be put at the U.S. military and other Middle Eastern on elevated alert level. So, depending where that could be, uh, the best, so, what's it say? Dave Meltzer noted, uh, the best terms regarding Saudi Arabia will be to monitor the situation. All for the show at this moment, but you can't control the real world. Um, so, in my opinion, there's two options. There's two outcomes here. Um, WWE cancel and postpone it uh, maybe a week later or something like that or move back, move to the United States. Um, one of those things because there's no point in flying. Is it Saturday? When did they leave? I guess Friday. Right after SmackDown. Unless SmackDown's recorded, which it could be true. Um go to Saudi Arabia and then come right back because it was cancelled. Or they will continue to go, but the wrestlers will probably end up protesting and saying how they don't want to go because they fear for their lives and who knows? Cause I think that's the more reasonable option. Uh where they will end up going and then wrestlers end up protesting and then not having a say and still going um so i just hope that whatever happens is okay that no threats actually happen because i feel like if they were gonna attack something it would be crown jewel to set a statement and that's a little concerning so i just hope that Everybody will be okay if they go. And, you know, kind of sucks this is happening, not just for WWE, but for Saudi Arabia and for everyone involved. Uh, I wish them the best of luck. But, uh, yeah, I hate to end it on a sad note. Actually, on this website. Yeah, I'll mention this. Um, WWE NXT released five wrestlers. I don't have their names 
I don't have their names here. Okay, I do. I don't know any of them because I don't watch NXT. So excuse me if I mispronounce their name. But uh, Bodie Hayward, who was a pre- uh, was a part of Chase University, which is, which is a good gimmick. Uh, Salone Jacobs, 19-year-old talent who appeared on NXT in 2020 Women's Breakout Tournament. Uh, Eric Erica Yan, less wrestled in September for NXT. Uh, Damiris Griffin made an appearance on NXT Level Up. Didn't know that existed, to be fair with you. Uh, and Ru Fang, who made an appearance on 205 Live and NXT TV as an enhancement talent. So, they all got released uh, was it this Thursday. Yeah, it'd be this Thursday. But uh, yeah, it's not on that note instead of the last note because this is not great news, but it's not horrible news. Anyway, if you know the podcast, thank you. Share it with people that would love this podcast too. Everybody, have a great day. And remember, what is the score?